Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Be Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. I must choose my words wisely, but let's just put it here. You know, when I first started my podcast, I was always scared at what people would say about me. And I always thought for years, if I had ever become famous, and I always keep Kevin Hart's situation in my head, I think this is back in 2019, where someone went all the way down his tweets on Twitter to about 2009, and he, he made a comment, something about gay. It wasn't even a bad one, but he, it, it was something ridiculous, but he ended up losing a lot of gigs. A lot of people had quit because of that comment. And when you become famous or popular, whatever it is, people would do whatever they can to take you down if they're living from a life of melancholy, discontent, hate, anger, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to put this in a very, in the most general way possible so that you guys can understand. There was an individual who tried me as a friend. And when this individual tried me as a friend, I was a little bit confused because I'm like, why are you trying to add me as a friend now? And I chose my words carefully. And my goal was to sit down in front of this individual and say, why is it that you want to be my friend now? And I'm guessing they were trying to get me to say something that they could use against me. And so I got a little bit more personal over this weekend. I was like, hey, you know, given the situation that was happening and occurring, I was like, what, what happened with you, this and that? And I think it was becoming too much of a friendship style. Let's just put it that way. Because I woke up this morning and this person literally got eight photos of what I had said before and sent it to me and say, you should tell your wife about this. Not only that, created dozens of fake profiles and sent messages. And it said emergency. And it said all these different things to send these messages to my wife as if it was something bad. And to be honest with you, this is only the second time in my lifetime, 35 years on this planet, that I've had this type of betrayal before. And, but at the same time, I knew where this person, what this person was trying to do. And I remember the only other time that this had to happen was a girl that I stopped seeing about nine years ago in the South of Thailand. And she ended up being on my friends list. or she saw my friends and she sent everybody a message on my friends list saying that I had a disease and that I was going to die. It was the most shocking thing I had ever heard in my life. And I laughed and I was just like, okay, I need to hurry up and find this person and block them. See, I didn't have a brand at the time, but now I do. And this is what makes it a hell of a lot crazier because when you start riding to the top, there are going to be, and remember, I've talked about this in my personal development podcast for seven years, zero skeletons in my closet. But when someone is so angry at their life or this or that, they will do whatever they can to other people to bring them down. I immediately just said, okay, I'm gonna hide my Facebook page from all Thai people. So I put restricted countries and I put Thailand in there and the other countries that have been there for a long time are India, Nigeria, this, that. 
I put all my accounts on private and that's the end of it. And I don't know what this person's, uh, obviously the intent was malice because she didn't even include the messages in regards to what had happened with her. And that was very, uh, very much on a very, very personal level. But she didn't include that. And to be honest with you, when she came around, I'm just like, but she doesn't seem like the insidious individual that would do something is stoop, stoop that low. But here it is. And now, if you were to say, Arsenio, what can you learn from this? It's really hard because it's kind of like, I don't trust Thai people at all anymore. But Arsenio, that was only just a good, you know, a, a couple of past people. See what I mean? Okay, Arsenio, don't trust past people. Trust people who you know now from this point or over the last three years and forward. Everything else that comes before, it's time for you. And this is why I go on and purge people from my Facebook and everything. I went on my Instagram. I hurry up and switch it to a personal account. And now I have no longer made it a business account. So nobody could see anything. Only the people who are following me. I went through the friends list and I took out everyone who I'm just like, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you in terms of Thai names and stuff like that. Because that right there, really? Because I got married and you're mad and you still have feelings for me and you're doing whatever you can to destroy another man's life by literally snapshotting nothing, literally nothing. I just said to myself, okay, Arsenio, you can use examples, but from now on, it's not going to be too personal anymore. It's not. In regards to things that happen within my home, okay, but things like like the job and this and that and going through there, absolutely, that's totally fine. But in terms of things that happen within my house and all the personal stuff, I'm not going to reveal that anymore and talk about that anymore because I have a feeling that there are still people who linger around. And to be honest with you, I was always scared of the first uh, first lady who hired me 10 years ago. I was afraid of the people who have followed my podcast. I was afraid to make podcasts in 2016, to be honest with you. I told myself, man, I'm not making podcasts anymore because some of my workmates are following me and they're going to try to use any of my examples against me. That's how I got a warning at my job because there was a very jealous 52-year-old Dutchman who I had worked with at the time who was... Again, he was the cancer. And I told that lady, do not let him in here. He is a cancer. He's going to spread and he's going to turn this place upside down. And sure enough, he did. I ended up getting a warning because he's like, oh, yeah, apparently, you know, uh, uh, Hubert shared your podcast with other teachers and they're not very happy and this and that. It destroyed all relationships that I had with teachers. And it's crazy because if you were to say, you know, what you say on your podcast? And I'm like, OK, I gave examples of specific teachers and stuff. But I was speaking at a place of hate because I was so angry about what was happening to me at that specific moment and juncture in my life in this country that was just so openly racist towards black people. Now, could I have rephrased it in different ways and speak about it? Like, oh, I knew someone back in Arizona and then I could fit that description. Sure, I could have done that, but I didn't. And I almost, I got a warning at my job, a verbal warning, a verbal warning. Because this person was following me and listening to my podcast and listening for every little thing that I could say. And so this is... One of those situations where seven years later, okay, someone's jealous because I'm living a happy and beautiful life. And now they're trying to come back at me or tried 
to come back at me and made dozens of fake profiles and sent these conversations with broken English to my wife. And, and does that make you feel better about yourself? That you literally, I knew what you were trying to do. I gave you that bait. I wanted to sit down, have a coffee and just look you in your eyes and say, what are you really trying to do? Why now? Why are you trying to be my friend now? What are you trying to do now? And if you were to say, Arsenio, man, well, I know you're angry. If that person was standing right here in front of me, I would just say, you know what? I hope you find peace. Honestly, I have empathy for you because that means I don't know how long you dedicated your life to trying to coordinate an attack to ruin my marriage. But you got to be coming from a very dark place and you must be waking up every day with me on your mind, thinking about how can I ruin this man's life? And that's no way to live. You failed. Like, what was the point of that? Is that what you really, is that your values? Is that what your morals are? And of course, we know how this is all going to end up. At some point, this is going to end up biting her in her own ass or in his own ass or whoever this team is. I started thinking about the different people, how many people were involved. And I'm like, it's a bunch of fake profiles and fake this and fake that. And they're sending these messages. And I'm just like, whoa, man. That's nuts. But at the same time, I'm not going to hold anyone accountable. I'm going to look at this from this point going forward. Only quality people and new people who know nothing about me. All that stuff that now, obviously, you're still going to see me on YouTube, on podcasts and this and that. Absolutely. Yes, my brand is still out there. There have been a number of people who tried destroying my brand. Remember that last time, nine years ago. Uh, there was uh, a guy. Oh, man, this is when ESPN, you could comment on the ESPN realms. It's the sports, you know, the sports website. And when you could comment on there and all that, boy, I was an angry 2014. That was, at, that was when I was at my lowest of lows, victim beyond comprehension. This is when I probably took a few years off my life with the amount of negativity that I had in my soul towards women of this country. And I don't know what I said, but this guy took a snapshot. And he started emailing all my folks on my friends list. He, he, I'm sorry, messaged people on my friends list on Facebook. Emailed Lindsay, who was actually my best woman. Emailed her what I had said. She's like, oh, just to let you know, I got an email from someone. I know the relationship that I have with you and everything. But just to let you know, there is a guy in which you had a conversation with and you said some things to him. And he's going around sending people emails a year later. I was working for a small tutorial center. He's like, oh, just to let you know, I got an email. I got an email from a guy. I was like, what's the email? He's like, oh, man, it was some things that you had said to him about a year, two years ago. He said, I know my relationship with you, so I don't care. But just to let you know, if you have a company in the future, it could be a problem. And at that point, I wasn't brand building. I was just, I just had a podcast, but I never got the message that he was trying to say. See, if I had... If I was very careful and gave other explanations in my podcast back in 2016, all that could have been avoided. And now I think with the past being completely seared off and the only two outlets is my YouTube and my podcast, which is all about my brand, 
And that's the only way of communication. It helps a lot more. But at the same time, whoa, I cannot imagine what famous people go through. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like Kim Kardashian, 100 million followers. People sending her videos of her and Ray J back in 2004, 2005, and all that stuff. Any little small slip up can end up costing you a lot of things. Kevin Hart, one of his best friends, ended up catching him uh, in, a, in, a, in, you know, in a situation. And he sent it to his wife and said, look what Kevin tried doing. And he tried blackmailing Kevin Hart out of millions of dollars. Kevin Hart got him thrown in jail for doing that. Obviously, that's against the law. But, you know, Kevin Hart was so broken and was like, I can't, I cannot believe one of my best friends tried doing that to me. That was his best friend. This is just a person who I had known in the past. Who was who tried doing something of malice of a level that's not even in, it's incomprehensible what this person tried doing but i learned so much i learned in terms of damn arsenio well i guess don't have people try following you who you don't know and be very careful and make sure you go down the line. You have a checkbox in terms of who you're going to allow to follow you. Like this person's got to be, I know I got to know my market. There was a person who followed me this morning and I, I don't know what it was. It's just a bunch of conversation, a bunch of blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, hmm? and on their, on their edit of the, in their profile. And I was just like, uh, after that had happened, I hurry up and block that person. Cause I'm like, man, that could be a fake profile if anything. This person literally just created a fake profile, a fake profile and dozens of them to try to set up a coordinated attack to get my wife to say, get out of my house. It's exactly like the movie Obsessed. Have you guys ever watched Obsessed with Idris Elba and Beyonce back in 2009? It's exactly what happened. But this one is just like, what do you have? We had a conversation about a couple of things. That's it. So now, to be honest with you, if there are tight, oh, there was another, uh, as a matter of fact, this was really weird too. I didn't, uh, didn't tell my wife about this, but two days ago, a girl looked like a fake profile, only four posts, ended up messaging me on my ESL podcast saying, hello. I was like, hi, how can I help you? Keeping this as professional as possible. Hi, can I help? How, you know, how can I help you? Because- Thai people are not my market. They're not. So if you're not my market, you need to have a very good explanation to be let into my close circle now. If they have Spanish names and they're like, okay, odontología and, you know, dentista and all these different things, I know exactly who they are. But if they're not that, you're done. You're not in my circle and I cannot allow you in my circle. And this might go on for anywhere between one to five years until I feel comfortable of having that open business account because I already have an online business, a persona, a brand that I am protecting. And that I know that if I say a couple of things here and there into markets that do not matter, like American market, it doesn't really matter. But with relationships with people over the last 10 years and them trying to get me to say something so that they could destroy things in my life, that's it. So I'm going to say this right now. If you do not know me, I'm sorry. If you know me anytime in the last, from let's say 2006, 
from when I went to college to let's say the end of 2020, you cannot be accepted into my life. That's including family members and every and all other people. You are not going to be let into my close circle. That's it. And I always replayed this vision over and over in my head, like, Arsenio, you're probably going to have to like have a private profile because, you know, there's going to be some crazy people out there. Sure enough. Well, this all makes a lot of sense. And so now I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm shocked. But I'm also like, I knew that this is what would happen because I replayed it over and over in my head. And a few other things. And now I'm just saying to myself, whoo. Well, Arsenio, well, at least you learn. And now going forward, people <laughs> who add me as friends and Thai people in general, I mean, unless you're one of my wife's co-workers and friends, yeah, I love you guys. You guys listen and support my podcast. Thanks so much. I guess. I don't know. I think there are a couple of people that maybe listen to my podcast or ESL podcast. ESL podcast is huge. I don't know who listens to my podcast here, but I never talk about these things in my ESL podcast ever. ESL podcast is about TOEFL, IELTS, and business English. And I always talk about my job and all that stuff. That's all cool. That's all cool. And I make sure I cover my tracks. The things I say, I'm like, well, I did teach at this company and this and that. But at the same time, no one knows who I work for. Because I knew that that would always be a scary situation. Because people would try coming back at me. So with that being said, I've learned so much. Uh, there are so many different things that I am now like on my Facebook, I have literally like 48 friends. I'm probably going to delete a lot more people right now, but wow, what, what, uh, I, I, I don't even know how to explain this, but I hope that person does find peace. Do not wake up trying to seek vengeance on someone who you used to know. If you have pain in your heart because you see other people getting ahead, you got to look yourself in the mirror and do something with your life. And I mean, there's really not much else to say. There's no anger. I don't have anger. I remember when I told my brother to get the hell out of my life in 2016, he's like, don't come back to Vegas. Mom don't want to see you. Your, si your sisters don't want a relationship with you. And I'm going to try to blow your podcast up. I was like, Jesus Christ. When the, he's the most angriest individual I've ever met in my life, aside from my first boss and this horrible lady I went for in Australia and all these, but let's say a few other people, my brother, by far, he had this anger back in 98. He had this anger when he used to bully me all the time when I was in first grade. He got it from his father. There it is. Funny, just probably about a couple months ago, one of my best friends, and I won't reveal his name anymore because who knows now, huh? Um, he was like, hey. Your brother, you know, he contacted me, asked me for money. I said, typical. <laughs> but then he's like, hey, how's Arsenio doing? You know, he's still my brother. Although we don't speak, he's still my brother. Don't play that blah, 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 blah bullshit. I don't care if you, man, I got, I don't consider you to be a brother. We're a biological brother. Doesn't mean I have to have a relationship with you. You said what you said back in 2013. You said what you said back in 2016. You said some really, really nasty things. You did. You got to be honest with yourself. Oh, my God. I can't believe I had said those things. But you'll never apologize. He never did. Hell, I apologized to him for saying whatever it was I said to my mom in 2013. 2015 rolled around. I just messaged him back. And guess what? He never sent me anything. 
I said so many things to him. He just added me as a friend, said nothing, always read my messages, never said a word. But the moment I disagreed about some garbage ass NBA bullshit, I think it was the Warriors and Cavs at that time. And I was like, oh, you know, the Warriors, all they do is shoot threes, which they do. Considering what the NBA is now, it's far worse than what it was seven years ago. You just got a whole bunch of dudes just throwing up threes. That doesn't take much skill. And he's like, I see you haven't changed. When he said that, it pierced me. Because when he said that, I said, you have no idea what I went through in 2014. You have no idea how it felt being denied 200 jobs because you're black. You have no idea when you're, when students you're teaching call you a Nico, which is similar to the word nigga, every single day. You have no idea how it feels when a white skin tie looks at you and looks at you in disgust because the color of your skin. You have no idea how it feels when a Korean woman says, we can't pay you that because you're black. You have no idea what, how it feels when people walk by and they shut their nose because they think you stink. All these different things, you have no idea how it feels. So who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Right when he said that, I said, you're out of my life. And this was during one of the, the most racial events that have happened out here in Thailand from 2015 to 2016. I remember there was a girl working for Thai Airways. And her, apparently her father's head of immigration and stuff like that. She's like, I can't remember what happened, but I think I was doing a survey on this very, very openly racist ass website named Thai Friendly. This is back in 2015. And I don't know what the conversation was, but I was just having a candid conversation. Next thing you know, she's like, I'll get dangerous people to kick your face in. I'll get you blacklisted from this country. It was by far the most significant threat I've ever faced in my life. I quickly blocked her because I was terrified, like, whoa, I didn't use that website for years and never did turn back. Because when you get those types of threats, that's next level. That's absolutely next level. And to be honest with you, me, I'm just like, whoa, um, damn, I don't know what the hell that was about but I'm going to be very careful from now on. I never use that website again because it's so funny. Let me give you this last story. I'm giving you a bunch of stories. Now I know this isn't about development, but it's about things I had to overcome. I remember my books and the things that I were creating in 2015, I didn't have a podcast yet and whatnot, but let's just say you get a hundred profiles and I say, hello, hello, hello to a hundred. Two would respond. I felt so bad about myself and I was such a victim that I switched my photo to a white guy. To a white guy. Out of those 100 profiles, 98 of them responded and said, let's hang out, let's hang out, let's hang out. That is the state of mind that I was in to reaffirm my addiction to the suffering that was happening within my soul. That I switched up the photo so that I could feel even worse about this society at the time. There's a lot of things that I learned about myself. There's a lot of empathy that I had to develop over time to figure out exactly a, a lot of things about myself and other things, but it's just terrifying. Terrifying that there are a lot of people out there that are very vindictive, vengeance-seeking, 
see you doing success, you know, successfully well. And my family, the only thing they could do is come back and try to ask me for money. Um, uh, there could be other people, uh, you know, and, and again, once I, once I got married, that's when it happened. It's like, oh, you're married, but I know what you did seven years ago. I'm like, yeah, I used to date other women seven years ago, you know, and none of those worked, you know? So what? Because I hadn't spoken to you in seven years, you're going to try to come back into my life and see that I'm going to say, oh, yeah, we should meet up. I straight up lied to this person. I was like, man, I yeah, I live in my condo. I'm single. I live in my condo. I'm single. Like, what is it? What do you want? You think I'm going to tell you about my life? Do you really think I'm going to tell you about my life? Are you crazy? Things do happen. Things happen for a reason. But man, empathy to people out there like that in this world, because you are like the bottom one million in this, on this planet. With all the dictators and the parasites and the human traffickers and the slaves and all the slave owners and stuff like that, you got to be the lowest of low to wake up with that intent of malice to try to get back at someone. It's time for you to move on. And I do wish you the best in all your future success on divorce. And for anyone else out there who's had similar situations happen, don't be angry. Just wish them the best. And that's why I love using this podcast to speak my mind. Although I'm going to start like limiting up the amount of things that I do say, because I don't know who still listens to this podcast. Although there are only like I don't know, eight, 10 to 20 plays per episode versus 500 plays on my ESL podcast. The people who still do follow me and that Bangkok pops up every now and again that I don't know, or the, I'm sorry, not that I don't know, but the people from my past. Those are the things where I used to say back in 2018, I'm a little bit scared about that. I remember I wrote a blog and I did a podcast. And I'm going to give you this before I let you go. It was 2018. I was so mad. And I said, oh, there are teachers who are having sex with the front office staff at the tutorial center I was working at, right? It was so funny and because I was already on my way out. I didn't work there anymore. I had already said, okay, I'm not working there anymore. I'm going to say everything. I'm going to say everything. And I woke up that podcast at 35 plays and all those plays were from Bangkok because everyone at that job had listened to that. And it's so funny, people who I had stayed in touch with at that time, Nelson, he's like, yeah, yeah, apparently that podcast that you made, you know, everybody was very angry and this and that and this and that. And I was just like, hey, it is what it is. A lot of those teachers were having sex with other staff members. There were teachers there that were pedophiles. There were 15, 14 year olds and there was an Irish teacher I had worked for and he would always say, oh, she's so cute. I said, bro, you, what the fuck are you doing? She's 14. She's a student. You got to maintain some level of dignity within yourself. These are some of the sickest, nastiest people. And they were only just literally a person away. And so I learned a lot, but I can tell you right now, things are going to be switching. There aren't going to be that many personal things I'm going to be discussing in regards to my personal life here within my own home. Uh, but it's still going to be a lot of great stuff as usual. And so stay tuned for the next podcast coming up tomorrow. I'm your host as always over and out.